Chapter Thirty of Half a Century by Jane Grey Swisshelm. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Pamela Nagami. Many Matters. The period of the visitor was one of great mental activity, a period of hobbies, and it having assumed the reform role, was expected to assume all the reforms Turkish trousers, Fourierism, spiritualism, vegetarianism phonetics pneumonics the eight-hour law criminal coddling magdalenism and other devices for teaching pyramids to stand on their apex were pressed upon the visitor and it was held by the disciples of each as false to all its professions when declining to devote itself to its advocacy there were a thousand men and women who knew exactly what it ought to do but seldom two of them agreed and none ever thought of furnishing funds for the doing of it reformers insisted that it should advocate their plan of hurrying up the millennium furnish the white paper and pay the printers fond parents came with their young geniuses to have them baptized in type from the visitor font male editors were far-away folks but the visitor would sympathize with family hopes ah the crop of milton's shakespeare's and dryden's which was growing up in this land full forty years ago what has ever become of them here conscience gives a twinge for that wicked visitor did advise that parents should treat young genius as scientists do wood which they wish to convert into pure carbon i e cover it up with neglect and discouragement and pat these down with wholesome discipline solid study and useful work and so let the fire smoulder out of sight the policy of the visitor in regard to woman's rights was to go easy except in the case of those slave women who had no rights for others gain in advance when you could educate girls with boys develop their brains and take away legal disabilities little by little as experience should show was wise but never dream of their doing the world's hard work either mental or physical and heaven defend them from going into all the trades the human teeth proved that we should eat flesh and the human form proved that men should take the ore out of the mines subdue the inertia of matter and the ferocity of animals that they should raise the grain build the houses roads and heavy machinery and that women should do the lighter work as this work was as important as the heavier and as it fell principally on wives and mothers they in these relations should receive equal compensation with the husband and father by this plan the estate acquired by a matrimonial firm would belong equally to both parties and each could devise his or her share so that a woman would know that her accumulations would go to her heirs not to her successor consequently every wife would have an incentive to industry and economy instead of being stimulated to idleness and extravagance as by existing laws women should not weaken their cause by impracticable demands make no claim which could not be won in a reasonable time take one step at a time get a good foothold in it and advance carefully suffrage in municipal elections for property holders who could read and had never been connected with crime was the place to strike for the ballot say nothing about suffrage elsewhere until it proved successful here 
intemperance was then under treatment by washingtonianism by this philosophy it was held that each man consists of about thirty pounds of solid matter wet up with several buckets of water that in youth his mother and sweetheart kneads rolls pats and keeps him in shape until his wife takes charge of him and makes him into large loaves or little cakes according to family requirements but must not stop kneading rolling patting on pain of having him all flatten out the diagnosis of drunkenness was that it was a disease for which the patient was in no way responsible that it was created by existing saloons and non-existing bright hearths smiling wives pretty caps and aprons the cure was the patent nostrum of pledge signing a lying made easy invention which like calomel seldom had any permanent effect on the disease for which it was given and never failed to produce another and a worse here the cure created an epidemic of forgery falsehood and perjury napoleon selected his generals for their large noses dr washingtonian chose his leaders for their great vices the honours bestowed upon his followers were measured by their crimes and that man who could boast the largest accumulation was the hero of the hour a decent sober man was a mean-spirited fellow while he who had brought the grey hair of parents in sorrow to the grave wasted his patrimony and murdered his wife and children was king of men for all that the heroines were those women who had smilingly endured every wrong every indignity that brutality could inflict had endured them not alone for themselves but for their children and she who had caressed the father of her child while he dashed its brains out headed the list in saintship for love was the kneading trough and obedience the rolling pin in and with which that precious mess called a man was to be made into an angel the visitor held that the lawgiver of mount sinai knew what was in man and had not given any such account of him that the commands thou shalt and thou shalt not were addressed to each individual that the disease of opening one's mouth and pouring whiskey into it was under the control of the mouth-opener that drunkenness was a crime for which the criminal should be punished by such terms of imprisonment as would effectually protect society and prevent its confirmation it told women that dough ought to be baked in the furnace of affliction that the coil of an anaconda was preferable to the embraces of a drunken man that it is a crime for a woman to become the mother of a drunkard's child that she who fails to protect her child from the drunken fury of any man even to the extent of taking his life on the spot if possible is a coward and a traitor to the highest impulses of humanity these sentiments made a stir in temperance ranks and there was much defence of the dear fellows the organization seemed to be principally occupied in teaching that among men only rum-sellers are free moral agents and that they and the women are to bear the iniquity of us all one philadelphia woman engaged in scattering rose-leaf remedies over the great cancer of the land concluded that the editor of the visitor horsewhipped the unfortunate man she called husband once a day with great regularity much sympathy was expressed for that much abused man and this was amusing to those who knew he could have tied four such tyrants in a sheath and carried them off like a bundle of sticks but people had found a monster a giantess with flaming black eyes square jaws and big fists 
who lived at the top of a very high bean-pole and ate nothing but the uncooked flesh of men however the man-eating idea came to be useful and proved that a bad name is better than none in forty nine the visitor began a weekly series of letters to country girls which were seized upon as a new feature in journalism were very extensively copied and won golden opinions from all sorts of men in fifty four they were collected in book form and mine ancient enemy george d prentice gave them kindly notice End of chapter 30